From the Western Riverside Council of Governments, I'm Rachel Singer, and this is CogCast. In part one of this two-part segment on automation, we discussed what automation is and how it's projected to impact the Inland Empire with Dr. Johannes Munoz from the University of Redlands. His research indicated that about 50% of jobs in the United States are susceptible to automation. For the Inland Empire, this number is 63%. So how do we prepare our communities for the coming automation? Today, we continue our conversation about automation and look more into this question. Some people say that one of the strengths of the American economy is its ability to be flexible and self-adjust when changes occur. So do you, do you agree or disagree with this viewpoint that the American economy will simply just adjust to the changes caused by automation and therefore no action is needed? Or do you think action needs to be made in response to the coming automation? Well, I mean, you can talk with a lot of different people and pretty much everyone agrees that historically, technological change has always been a net job creator and a contributor. The adjustment periods, however, were not always so friendly, quite to the contrary. Mm -hmm. So as international trade creates winners and losers, so does technology. Hmm. And so... If you even look back to the Industrial Revolution, Mm -hmm. there we had a very long, decades-long stretch of time where real wages were constant. So that means that the top end of the market, meaning the entrepreneurs that used the steam engines and so on, they benefited, but not necessarily those people who were working on it. And if you look at the most recent technological evolution that we saw, meaning the development of the digital economy, Mm -hmm. it clearly hollowed out the middle class. Mm -hmm. So we saw more job demand and wage growth at the the top end, um, but we saw Right. Yeah, wages only rise on the bottom end, mm-hmm. and so and demand for jobs uh, on, on the bottom end, which means like all these well-paying middle middle class jobs mm-hmm. were going away, mm-hmm. and so there was plentiful jobs, but at much lower pay. So there were winners and losers historically, mm-hmm. and so now this was just pretty much one technology that came ahead. Now we're expecting actually a whole slew of new technologies, mm-hmm. all pretty much maturing at the same time and entering the market. Mm-hmm. So it's artificial intelligence, it's mobile robotics, it's edge computing, it's mm-hmm. uh, big data analytics, and so on. All these different things are all about to mature at the same time. Arguably, each one of them will not be as powerful as the steam engine in terms of changing our economy. Mm-hmm. But in their combination, we've never seen something like that before. Mm -hmm. So we've never had it that such a swarm of technologies suddenly all matured within a decade. Right. And so from that perspective, you know, (laughs) it's like if you tell me that we should uh, not do anything, then um, I would ask you in return to stop buying health insurance and stop buying car insurance (laughs) because there will be certain people that will be better off. Actually, it's going to be a huge opportunity overall, 
but there will be plenty of people that will have enormous transition challenges. Mm -hmm. And so, and um, yeah, we've never been in a situation like that. We're entirely uncharted territory mm -hmm. in, in this respect. And so I, I really think we need to start right now and the types of things that we can do to improve the situation are pretty much mm -hmm. helping us to foster growth, mm -hmm. even if there was no challenge from automation. Mm -hmm. So from that perspective, you know, I mean, yes, stop buying car insurance if you want, stop buying, <laughs> buying health insurance if you want. But um, yeah, I think it's crazy, specifically if you think of places like the Silicon Valley versus Inland Empire. Of course, Silicon Valley will have a lot less adjustment mm -hmm. problems than we have. But the Inland Empire and as part of it, uh, West Riverside County, of course, will face enormous challenges. Mm -hmm. And so we need to start preparing for them right now. Definitely. And then the follow-up question that is kind of begged even in your <laughs> response is, how do you mitigate the negative um, uh, outcomes of what automation can do if we don't or do plan accordingly? Well, I mean, at this point, as I said, we actually haven't seen much of those new waves coming mm -hmm. in. But just think about what happened to the travel agents, for example. Mm -hmm. Once the technology became avail available, it was actually just a couple of years and we lost more than 30% of all travel, travel agents. Mm -hmm. Think of self-driving trucks becoming um, available. So then if that technology becomes available, it only takes a handful or maybe two handful of, uh, of sensors and cameras and what have you and a device that is not much more powerful than your current um, smartphone to send a truck at least on the highway all by itself. And that means that you can very quickly add those things onto the existing fleet and that means a very quick change. Mm -hmm. So we need to start to prepare making sure that we are getting those people into the position to transition that may be affected the first and the strongest. Mm -hmm. And that's, yes, think truck drivers. So what can they do? So the first, of course, is that we think about the types of things that a truck driver can do and on which we can build so that he can transition into a different type mm -hmm. of job so we need to make sure that this is again a job that's not so likely to be automated mm -hmm. <laughs> and so um that requires of course very very detailed analysis of all the different types of jobs the job profiles the industry profile that we have here um but education retraining certification fast track certification thinking about making this type of new job transition affordable or even costless for the people that are affected mm. will be key in in helping to mitigate those things mm. in a more general sense in a broader sense what we really need to do is we need to start going into every single classroom middle school up and college and what have you, mm -hmm. high school, college and so on, and making sure 
that students learn how to acquire knowledge by themselves. Mm -hmm. So the ability to self-learn, to teach yourself new skills without formal education and um, then have some kind of uh, certification system in place that you can demonstrate that you can do that so that you can go to an employer and say, yes, I'm capable of doing this. This will be key in the transition process. Why do you think it's key for um, students to be able to teach themselves instead of through like a formal institution? Well, one is that new types of requirements will come quicker <laughs> than ever before. And right. if you rely exclusively on the existing educational infrastructure, that may not have the right thing for you at any point in time. Mm -hmm. And think one of the other things that I wanted to mention is also if you have so many new technologies coming online, that gives you enormous new opportunities for entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. But in order to make that work, mm -hmm. you need to find ways of finding out how to do certain things yourself. You can't, specifically entrepreneurs with not that high budget in the beginning, mm -hmm. they need to have access to the types of things where they can at least try out how to do things. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's absolutely key for A, applying for the types of jobs that may quickly appear where no formal education exists, mm -hmm. where no clear-cut path mm -hmm. has been beaten before right. to be able to acquire the, the kind of knowledge and information that you need to fulfill mm -hmm. those types of jobs, and secondly, for, for entrepreneurships. But yes, we all should also think about things like apprenticeships mm -hmm. and um, the ability to learn things on, on the job. And... Don't get me wrong, I don't disagree with you. Yes, we need to prepare our educational sector for it. And there is infrastructure investment necessary and there is the necessity to check whether our current infrastructure is capable mm -hmm. of dealing with that transition. Mm -hmm. And that is quite a big question and quite a big task mm -hmm. to do. And there are lots of other things that you can do. You can think of transition counseling. Mm -hmm. You can think of, yeah governments themselves trying to stay at the forefront of technology and making sure that the, that the companies stay at the forefront of technology mm -hmm. because with rapid techno technological change there will be rapid technological competition mm -hmm. and so you want to make sure that the companies that are in your region are really at the forefront and can continue to compete because the reach of competition with thinking transportation costs and things like that will will go forward yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. I think that what you said, because the techno automation that's coming is very, it's quickly coming, I don't think that it's far off to say um, that students do need to be self-learners and they need to be able to have that capacity just from a general perspective. Even if automation wasn't coming, I think that's also just still important. Yeah. It's a valuable skill to put on your resume. Yeah, that's what, that's what I mentioned in the first place. You know, even mm -hmm. if automation wasn't about to take off at mm -hmm. the scale and speed that we expect it to come. Mm -hmm. All the things that I mentioned, education, self-learning, lifelong learning, entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. preserving the spaces here in West Riverside County mm -hmm. that preserve 
and you know, almost guarantee a high quality of life that attracts entrepreneurs mm -hmm. and attracts companies that, to come here. These are key things that are great for growth no matter what. Uh, but while they were kind of optional historically, mm -hmm. I think they're mandatory now. That's really interesting. So we've talked a little bit about some of the negative effects that can come with the coming automation. Um, but from your perspective, are there good things that can come from automation that local jurisdictions and agencies and companies should be pursuing and should be striving towards in the next couple of years? Well, absolutely. So, I mean, a lot of people f focus all the time on the negative side of automation. Mm -hmm. And, well, I am worried. It's not that I'm saying, oh, yeah, everything will be fine. <laughs> the, no, I'm actually very worried. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not worried in the long run. I'm worried that we're not getting prepared for managing the transition period. So from that perspective, I actually see plenty of upside. Recall my little example with uh, being driven here <laughs> instead of having to drive here myself. Um, but there are a lot of other things that will happen. Uh, one thing that I also mentioned already was uh, the hard and dangerous physical labor that will be removed from our job from our from not our job like I don't do much dangerous work <laughs> so yeah I may break my finger when moving a keyboard or so but <laughs> not very likely so the types of things that will happen will be that a lot of the routine stuff is taken out of our lives and we can focus on the stuff that makes us more human, mm -hmm. interacting, having our expertise used, making decisions, but specifically on the larger scale for something like a, a local jurisdiction. It's things like uh, fostering creativity and entrepreneurship, but also preparing more space for leisure. Because don't forget, 100 years ago, people spent twice, as, uh, twice the share of their life uh, on work as we do right now mm -hmm. and that's going to even increase um, so people will have even more spare time they will have more free time for for leisure and um, uh, these things so on the more business oriented side when we think of west riverside county we have excellent healthcare facilities we need to make sure that these healthcare facilities stay at the forefront of technological progress and the quality that they're surviving so, so that they're providing right now mm -hmm. and so that's a, an enormous opportunity because the reach of healthcare will extend mm -hmm. if people can sit just in a self-driving car they'll drive further to get good healthcare and <laughs> mm -hmm. um, that's for sure specifically when they have more spare time mm -hmm. then we have the opportunity that quite a bit of manufacturing is going to come back from China because it'll be cheaper to produce things than here again than having it made over there in China. I've seen that firsthand in my home country and the area where I grew up, that was a textile area. And then as outsourcing started and it came too expensive, it moved overseas. Once the numerical controlled machines came in, it came back. Mm -hmm. So these kind of things can happen and they can happen very quickly. Mm -hmm. And while that's not going to bring us jobs on the lower educational perspective, but it 
brings interesting high-end engineering jobs. And we have the space and the opportunity to do these things here. Mm. We have an enormous logistics sector in the area. Mm. That makes us an ideal test bed for doing research and development and all kinds of things that are related to that in the logistics industry. So we could be a research logistics hub instead mm. of just providing the logistics services. Mm. Moving upscale in this direction is another uh, opportunity that I see. So I think there are a lot more upsides than downsides. The mm -hmm. only downside is that we really, really need to make sure that we manage this enormous transition process and mm -hmm. that we prepare specifically the people that are starting from a less fortunate position mm -hmm. or are now in, in a reasonably well, yeah, in, in, a, in a pretty good situation that may be hit, mm -hmm. that they have a chance to not only survive that shock, um, but to to come out decently. Mm -hmm. And because it's not only that we should think about those jobs, we should think about all the types of things that are connected. Think about the real estate market. Mm -hmm. So if you suddenly have large unemployment because of displacement of workers or even just large restructuring, that puts a huge change on the real estate market. Then think healthcare. If you suddenly had people that can't afford health insurance anymore, that would also be very, very troublesome, specifically for this area. So I think we really need to make sure that we work on four major fronts. We need to analyze thoroughly what needs to be done region by region, mm -hmm. city by city, mm -hmm. find out what are our strengths. We need to work on the platform overall, that we raise all boats and then there will still be a little bit of competition between the cities. And that's good. That's nothing bad. Mm -hmm. So that's number one, analyze thoroughly. Secondly, push education, make sure that everyone knows what's at stake, mm -hmm. both on the decision maker side as well as on the individual side. Then third, preserve the quality of life uh, or even increase it in, <laughs> in this place, in this beautiful place here, uh, so that once new opportunities arise and entrepreneurship will flourish again with all the new opportunities that, it, that the newly maturing technologies will provide, that we are a place of choice here, <laughs> where people want to come and there where the interaction with the local universities and uh, research centers works well. And the last um, yeah, issue from my perspective is that we really make sure that we fortify the city and, and county balance sheets because we, at this point, we need to understand what the income risks for those government bodies are if large sectoral changes, employment changes, and so on are going to happen. So the, they need to make sure that even in a situation of fiscal stress, stress, they're still able to make the necessary investments mm. to move the county forward and eventually to win the competition against other locations within the United States and abroad to be an attractive place to live and to work. <laughs>
I think that you bring such a unique perspective uh, with the coming automation. I think a lot of people, including myself, when we hear about the cons list, it's like almost overwhelming. You get a little bit paralyzed by, oh my goodness, so it's going to automate all these things, take away these jobs. Like I know so-and-so who's in this job and like it just kind of stops right there. But I think that your insight and your perspective based on your research is really helpful to be able to have, like you said, steps to be able to very practically prepare well for that transition time and a better perspective of what automation really can do in promoting humanity and increasing our quality of life um, in that human interface um, perspective. And so um, we're really excited and thankful that we got to have you on the podcast. Do you have um, any final remarks before we <laughs> sign off? <laughs> yeah, I, I really want to make sure that uh, everyone, like every middle schooler and up <laughs> really understands it's your responsibility to acquire knowledge and know how to learn yourself. That's mm -hmm. number one. And number two, to the decision makers, if we do nothing, we'll be rolled over mm -hmm. like a fly on the ground by a tire. Mm -hmm. So this is a unique opportunity, but those who don't prepare and who don't take the challenge as the challenge that it is, we'll have a very hard time ahead. Mm, yeah. That's all that our research, what, what our research tells us. Mm. So we better start now and make sure that we understand what's coming and uh, then we have a chance to come out ahead. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for your time today. <laughs> My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me again. <laughs> of course. The Western Riverside Council of Governments, also known as WRCOG, exists to unify the Western Riverside County so that it can speak with a collective voice on important issues that affect its members. For more information on WRCOG and the COGCAST, please visit us at www.wrcog.us.